The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're three, but today two lifelong fans of the show really in the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. Indeed we are. Chris, and you'll be missed. Um, Chris will be missed. Now Chris is dead. I don't know if you saw this, Jay, but for the uh, the two episodes that, uh, that you weren't around on recording, there was a, a trending hashtag of uh, uh, Jay is dead. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people were posting it we know it's not true uh maybe though the new uh, hashtag is just going to be like mikey is schizophrenic and you guys are just like figments of my imagination oh uh, yeah uh, there's a bit in this episode where that that those two things just layer nicely we'll get to that but honestly yeah we will yeah that that, that makes a lot of sense um, um but no i I'm, I'm excited to do today's episode it yeah, is buddy. we're doing viva la bam season two episode six it came out may 30th 2004 uh, and because Chris isn't here, I, I I'm stuck with the do the responsibility falls on these Ugh, these no. big strong shoulders of mine to give a fact of the day. Uh, it, and hey, does it feel a little dirty? It feels a little know? dirty that I'm doing Chris's job. Yeah. I feel like I'm inhabiting his mind, and it's not a fun place <laughs> to be. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know how that guy survives. Um, the uh, uh, are you an Indy 500 fan, Jay? Are you a racing fan at all? Yes. That's not true, is it? <laughs> of course it is. What are you talking about? Well, then Great. you would know that on May thirtieth, on, on May thirtieth, two thousand four, uh, Buddy Rice won pole uh, for his team, and the owners of those team were uh, Bobby Rahal, who I don't know, but another owner of that team was David Letterman in a rain-shortened race uh, of four hundred and fifty miles which is insane that you have a 450 mile race in general. But, you know, I guess what happens in the Indy 500 stays in the Indy 500. So um, Letterman's just, you know, he, he just owns that. He's, he's like an owner in the team. He's not out there driving the cars, is he? No, something tells me if he were out driving that car, we would have heard about uh, his uh-huh. fiery death on May yeah. 30th, 2004. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, naturally. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, I just, all I can say is I hope that uh, that happy team, everyone went home with a 10 pound bag of rice. Uh, oh because it was know. raining and they, they they had to save their electronics no it, maybe i just figured because the guy's last name is rice that he had like a hookup you know oh yeah you know? he was sponsored by big rice yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what that, that's uncle ben was his real uncle actually mm-hmm. <laughs> and with great power comes great rice responsibility yeah the old uncle ben fortune yeah <laughs> famed uh We'll pay you in rice. Uh, listen, the episode today, season two, episode six, it's it's interesting. It kind of feels as off as today feels without Chris in a way. Yeah, a little bit. Because, dude, we're going from Mardi Gras last episode, a two-parter, to this episode, and it's just basically like a checklist of who can do the most good deeds. It's ape versus bam. And yeah, and know, another kind of a loose concept. One of my big issues, and we had this this issue with one of the episodes, uh, Chris and I did. You had missed the the fat boy face off, but the right. the episodes that make a competition out of uh, something, and they even did this as well in Mardi Gras with the prank war. But they make a competition, and the way that they track points is just nonsensical. And I know people are going to think I'm such an idiot for like really caring about who's winning the points race, but like. 
I'm a very competitive person. And when you say there's a competition going on, especially when there's stakes, and Chris echoed the same sentiment last time we were talking about uh, the fat boy face off. It's it just I don't know. I don't know what to follow if you're not following the structure of the competition. Did you feel the same way about this one, Jay, where like random acts would constitute uh, 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 a community service that just didn't feel like it, 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 it tracked at all with the spirit of the episode? Yeah, I don't think they really gave much of a fuck. I think they probably realized they were short on ideas or they spent <laughs> too much of the budget elsewhere, you know, and they're like, well, whatever, <laughs> you know, let's it's- just shoot it and come out with what we come out with. And you're totally right, though. It's very disjointed, feels very lazy. Um, I think before we, we, you know, give it a final rating here, we should probably talk about it, but. Oh, right. We yeah, have the episode something... to go over. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will I, say I'm not, I'm not though. quite as down on it. I think it, it had its pitfalls and we'll talk about this as we go through beat by beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was, I was initially more excited for it than I ended up being. And that's very similar to fat boy face off. Like fat boy face off should have been the best episode of the season. And they really fumbled the ball on that one. And this one feels at times similar. Okay, fair enough. And speaking of fumbling the ball, before we get Mm. to the next sports-related segment, I just got to step back a couple notches and talk about the disclaimer, because uh, I don't know if you noticed, but warning, the following show might be Duck Dynasty. I mean, (laughs) look at me. The guy reading the disclaimer, I have a large mustache, goes into my sideburns, and America, guns, and... uh, you know, remember civil how fucking rights, big Duck Dynasty? Well, careful which civil rights they're they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> civil war rights, maybe I don't know. But the the uh, uh, Duck Dynasty was fucking massive for a while. I had written down Willy Wonka's yeah. older brother uh, returning oh, from Nam because it looked like he had some uh, some PTSD <laughs> as well. There, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see more from this guy later. Uh, you know, in a segment I cannot wait to tear apart. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, yeah. Oh, me too, man. Me too. Uh, hey, you want to talk about the the uh, theme song? The like of Viva La Bam? No, I don't. I don't really want to talk about it. It's just we always do this. I'm every always episode. down to talk why. about the theme song. hundred percent. I yeah. like. I don't know what's with that. It's it's the best. It's one of the talk most iconic it. theme songs of all time. So, hey, look, if you're out there and you want to talk about the theme song with someone, don't hit up Jay. Hit up me. I'll yeah. gladly talk to you for a couple hours about it. By the way, Jay, I have to, before we get into the episode, something really weird is happening in my life and it's related Uh to this podcast. We talked about like episodes ago, um, how someone reached out to us on Instagram and offered to pay money to have us atomic wedgie them, which was like, okay, it's just like someone sending a message, whatever. Since that's happened. I've had random messages on our YouTube videos about about us being wedgied or them being wedgied. People messaging me about whether or not that actually happened or it's true or if I'll do it. Like coming from all angles. And I don't know if this is one person fucking with us or just a crew of people who have this wedgie fetish. But like what is happening out there? It's it's bizarre. It's I'm sitting here like at home at midnight, a message comes through and it's just like, are you going to wedgie someone for cash? And I'm like, I don't know. Leave <laughs> the fuck alone. What's happening? All right. Well, I could explain. I could partially explain it. I think. I think. Okay. Two things just happened. Okay. One of them is you just definitely made it a lot worse by mentioning uh, it. So get ready for that. Yeah, You can't even bring uh, it up without it getting. You're right. Yeah. I should have oh, fuck that. no. But number two, number two, buddy, is... um. I think, and hey, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but we've been around the block a couple times. We're going on a year and a half doing this. You know, it's pretty good. I think we might be getting to the point where people are starting to create their own little, 
you know, inside jokes for the show. Stuff that, as a new listener, you might be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Uh, that's kind of endearing. I like I that. Like that it. That's sweet, you know? I'm Honestly, I'm okay with that. I, I'm not saying it's like a bad thing. I'm just so confused as to whether this is one person or actually a group right. of people. And if it's a group of people, are they in cahoots? Or do they talk oh God, I hope so. outside of, of their regular lives about how to best oh, dude. like make this a thing? Or is it just randomly a bunch of people talking about wedgies? I mean, we have a big enough <laughs> listener base that maybe they do just pick up on the same shit and we say random stuff and and it speaks to a, enough people. But this is by far the biggest trend that I've been seeing from our listeners for sure. And by the way, hey, how about this? Yeah. Instead of messaging us about wedgies, Leave us a rating and a review on on iTunes or Spotify. <laughs> Spend your energy there. I would really, really yeah. appreciate it. You yeah, know yeah. what? Give us you five can mention stars the wedgie in the review and mention want. the wedgie in the review. Yeah. That that would that would make my 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 month. Okay. Well, now that that's out of the way, I just want to <laughs> say thank you to everybody too. By the way, that 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 is nice. That is sweet. You know, I'm touched. I'm really touched by that. Uh, but you know who's not feeling so touched today? Uh, Miss April Margera. And you want to know why? Because Bam is here coming up to bat. And, you know, we're not out of the baseball diamonds, guys. We're not out where we're supposed to be playing these outdoor sports. We're in the fucking dining room, that medieval castle Bam dining room. I can see it in my memory already. But um, everybody's kind of stepping up to the plate. They're taking turns batting the ball around, you know, breaking glass. It's chaos in there. But MTV does this thing in the production cycle where they're giving everyone nicknames like, uh, yes. <laughs> Bam is Babe Ruthless. And then you got Brandon, the chump pyre. Uh, yep. I believe Rab is the pinch shitter. Pinch you shitter. Know, some of them are kind of, I think, I think Don is like but... switch hitter or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But then something weird, really fucking weird happens. It's like we're getting all these pop-ups on screen. Like, you know, we're getting the names, Babe Ruthless. And then all of a sudden, for almost no reason, it's just like baseball, hot dogs, apple pie. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just thinking like, what the fuck was that? Like, it it, was... it, it, It's like two seconds and then it's gone. It was such MTV energy, everything about this one. And and I agree. There were some, like, there are a couple times in this, in this episode where the production really lets itself be known like makes it like puts itself to the front and center whether it's a title card or or a sound cue or uh uh like like sw- like shifting from the the paintball scene where they will get to it but they paintball apes car and then it kind of like it's like paintballs go all over the screen of the camera and then there's like a yeah. screen wipe to the next scene like this was one of the more overproduced i think episodes of, of viva la bam and that's almost a shame because when you get this first scene this first scene where they're playing baseball inside like epitomizes to me what we loved about viva la bam it's just like a bunch of friends doing dumb shit that all of us would have done with our dumb friends when you're watching them play baseball you can tell there's rules that they've made up there's a system they're got they've got competitive about it and we're just like we come into it in the middle of it like we're just like walking like we're ape kind of just like walking into it and trying to pick up on what the fuck they're doing the difference is is like we always said to our friends, hey, if we filmed this, people would find it hilarious or like people would love this sport, like a basketball situation. Bam and his crew actually did mm. film it. And it turns out, yeah, we really liked it. They're they're living like the kid in blank check lived when he got a million dollars. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but like that's just like Bam Margera's life. And it makes me just so happy to get a little glimpse into it. 
yeah, you could only dream as a kid of being able to have this type of household. Yeah. To get away with this shit and only have mom come down the stairs holding her, you know, two nicely folded towels and ask, <laughs> what's, what's, what's the matter with you guys? But there's no real punishment. There's no discipline happening here. No, of and course by the way, not. she kept those towels folded real fucking nicely the whole time through. I got to say. Um, Do mothers next- just learn how to fold? better than than we than the rest of the public because like you can't be born knowing how to do that but like my mom folds fitted sheets towels and can walk around all day with them like that my dad i my dad legitimately i'm not kidding doesn't know how to work a dishwasher and is like blatantly like doesn't know how to work a dishwasher doesn't know how to wash his own clothes he doesn't know how to cook his, his like quote unquote cooking days. He orders like Uber eats or skip the dishes or something like that. Like he's, he's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they just go to different schools when they have kids or something, but it seems like that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. There's something there, something in the, in the magic touch of a mother that you can, you just know, you just know, but you know, it's not long before they call, they call to ape. They say, you're out ape. Like they, they want her to leave. They want to keep having the shenanigans, but she's not having any of it. She's not going anywhere. She wants this shit to stop. Hey, mm-hmm. I ha- I know how to get her out of the fucking room. Let's bring Phil in and get him involved. Um, <laughs> because here's the thing. I said it a minute ago. There's no discipline. There's no consequences here. And this there's just negotiation. This just, that's, that's what they get. It's negotiation. Not even really. Cause Phil, like you're supposed to be dad. You're supposed to be like the big grumpy <laughs> bear coming in. All right. Your mother's had enough. Nah, he's just laughing and smiling. They throw a light bulb at him to bat. He hits it. The light bulb explodes. And then he turns around and goes, what the hell was that? It was a light bulb, Phil. I a light bulb. Dude, Are you I paying have, attention? I have, I have trouble. I've said this before on the podcast. I have trouble watching this show as an adult because to see someone swing at a light ball with a baseball bat and not wearing safety glasses. Oh, I'm just too. like, yeah, how it's, it's almost gross to me. And I just feel like such a fucking nerd. Thank God Chris isn't here. Cause he would double down on it. But like, I feel like such a nerd when I see things like that. And I'm like, I, you know what? That took it a little bit too far. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Mikey, shut up. Listen, I, I think I have this theory that it, maybe I'm wrong, but is, is Phil just, always just woken up fresh from a nap when they call him in for shit. Cause he never seems to know where he is or what's happening yet. He's, That's a he's, great he's taking part. Like he just takes part voluntarily, but he doesn't quite seem to be all there. I love that I idea. They just like, they know where he is in, in the house at all times. They just like, they're like, all right, we need him for a segment. He's just hibernating in there all the time. They just knock on the door. He's like, all right, how long do you need me? 15 minutes. All right, fine. Like puts on his underwear and that's about it. That's all you get from him. Yeah. I love that. That's such a good that's idea. It. But hey, we got to get the milk into the the rotation here. So let's uh, let's have a change of pitcher and uh, up to the plate next. We're throwing a nice two liter carton of milk. Ape gets splashed just a little bit. She's not the one batting, but she gets some of the backsplash and she pulls like a Jay's mom face. I know that face. <laughs> that's 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 not that's not a good thing, guys. Straight to um, the camera. Yeah. Have you noticed she's gotten camera. really good at knowing? There's one more moment. I'll try to remember to bring it up when it happens, but. Um, uh, she's gotten very good at knowing where the camera is and how to play to the camera. Like after, oh, yeah. after hitting the, uh, getting hit by the milk, she immediately just turns around to the camera. Like you said, she does the Jay's mom face, but like that's to the audience. Like she knows enough to be like this shitty thing just happened in my life. I'm going to play it for laughs. Like I'm fucking Jim from the office. Uh, right. oh, totally, Jim uh, yeah, she's gotten really good at it. 
<laughs> so it's not long before Phil mentions the Hobbit hole. He says, I had to park all the way in the Hobbit hole today. Wait, hold on a sec. This is 0.33 miles away from the house. And I love the idea that there's always so many people here at this household, camera crews, friends, family, that Phil can't even find parking at his own house. Like this is Toronto Maple Leafs game seven in the yeah. Stanley Cup finals <laughs> level of, oh wait, hold on. No, no, that, what am I saying? That, well, that yeah, that, there's zero people in that parking lot if it's game seven of the Stanley right. Cup finals. Yeah. Sorry, folks. But <laughs> uh, so Apes had enough and she's not leaving. She's standing her ground and Bam's just waiting for her to get the fuck out so they can continue the game. So she says, OK, he says, sorry, I've got it. Good deed of the day. I'm going to give Phil his own parking spot and I'll do more things from there. I'll, I'll gallivant throughout the community and I'll help people. You do five. I do five, Ape. This episode, by the way, is brought to you by the number five. Five, Mikey. Five. One, two, three, four, five acts of charity. Exactly. A little bit of Jessica is all I need. Eh? <laughs> eh? Eh? Combo. Eh? Char- charity number number five. Mm. Uh, you know what I you know what I do like about this? As much as, you know, maybe the episode takes a weird turn. Um, it reminds me almost of like The Simpsons. Like the first five minutes of every episode is so right. It's so funny as a, like a microcosm, but has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. They just use it as a jumping off point to get the actual plot flowing. And that's what it's exactly what you have here. It's like great storytelling and great television making. They're playing like immediately we're hooked. You know, they're playing baseball inside. It's similar to when Bam and Dunn were, were like skidding through on the uh, 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 on the ATVs and all the mud before they had to build the pirate bar for for Slayer. It, like that kind of thing. It's like just them having fun. And it really gives you this impression that like kind of like in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's just like every episode starts like it's 11 a.m. on a Thursday morning. And then it's like, oh, so this shit just happens to them all the time. Like, oh, Bam and his friends are just <laughs> fucking playing baseball indoors at every hour of the day. Like, I love yeah. I love them building that brand for him. Yeah, definitely. And you're right. That Simpsons reference, like that's a, that's the perfect point. Like I know exactly what you mean. They, yeah. they do do that. Eh? Like the first couple of minutes, you're just fucking around and somehow we just go off in the other direction. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess Viva La Bam, you know, when you think about it, you got it. You probably want to look towards like MTV and the production crews having a hand in that. I would imagine like they kind of knew. All right. Cause I feel like some of these scenarios we get into, and we've talked about this before, it feels kind of like scripted, right? Like they knew, oh, yeah. yeah, okay, this has got to happen. Then this and this and this. And I feel like in this episode in particular, you kind of get a lot of that. Like you can kind of see through the, the magic, if you will. And you can kind of tell, okay, that 100%. Probably, yeah, there was probably someone guiding that decision, but do there's gotta think, be consequences here. Do you Sorry, think Jay, this is one of the most blatantly scripted episodes we've seen so far? It kind of feels like it. Yeah. I would yeah. say that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we got to have consequences though. Cause the losers got to do something, right? So here's the agreement. If ape loses, she's got to eat a bowl of cereal. That's it. If bam loses, it equals Laura Ashley coming over to the house and taking a huge shit all over the master bedroom. It's going to be is a that with that, is that way anal spray. The Laura Ashley Thank color you. that ape talks about is just shit that's color. It. Yeah. But that's, well, I mean, you can't call something shit color. Why not? Because I've, I've shit. Uh, that's like, time. that's like calling it's a faux pas or faux poo. Like you can't call something skin tone anymore. You can't call a crayon or a marker skin tone anymore. Cause there are so many different tones of skin. I've had tons of colors of shit. So if you call something shit color, okay. I'm going to need more out of you. I need more information from you. Okay. What did I eat the night before in order to produce this color that you're imagining in your head? 
Is it but brown? I think we can agree, like, okay, think of like a chessboard for a second, if you will. Okay. A shitty chessboard. I mean, the, the most common unit is the pawn. That's like your just natural brown, healthy, you know, nut brown shit that's just, okay. that has come out. And that's what you see most of the time. But every now and then, you know, maybe a rook moves into your territory. A little green in there. Hey, little, is that there's a, a little, little bit Did of I green. I beets? You know, it's, <laughs> I'm just saying like, yeah. You pop right, a hemorrhoid? Maybe. You pop a hemorrhoid? That's your queen. <laughs> that's your queen because she's got that real that's spiky sweet. head. That's the throwing her a little red in there. Ugh. You know what I hate is when you got to take a shit and you think you're done and then you go to wipe and you just wipe forever. I think Eddie Murphy has a stand-up bit about that from way back in the day about wiping a shit that just never ends. Never ends. You got to get yourself a tushy, man. Trust me. Hey, Tushy, if you're out there and you want to sponsor this podcast, I'm a proud card-carrying member of the (laughs) the Tushy community. Tard-carrying member. Turd-carrying member of the Tushy community. I believe it when I see it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> listen we got to keep moving i'd love to sh- sit here and i almost said it. i'd love to shit, shit here, here and talk about <laughs> shit all day but uh listen the the the, the battle is on here is, is basically what's happening like they're both game for this thing because otherwise what the fuck would we be doing here for 20 minutes yeah um rake gets a quick nut quick shot to the nuts he's down on the ground and we are off now i gotta i gotta splice in right here that there is a bit of a uh, transition here. So some time has passed and Vito now pulls up in his 1980 Fiat Panda off white and <laughs> rusty. So is, first of all, is, he fits in that fucking thing. That's the car that they got him when they smashed his truck at the end of fat boy face off. It's amazing oh, that he's still driving that thing around. Cause I thought okay. there was, wasn't a chance, but you know, like it's funny. Cause we it's talked about that at the end where, where, uh, ape gets her China cabinet destroyed and all of her personal belongings right. and, and the sentimentality of that Vito just gets his truck smashed and we're like, so what? That means you're going to get a new car. But the fact that he did actually get bought a shitty car and still has to drive it is really, really funny. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, even if it's just for the show, you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, someone saying, Hey, you pull up here in any other vehicle. You're going straight back home and getting the Fiat Panda. A hundred percent. That that's, and for that's the record. It's a great point. I don't actually know that it's a Fiat Panda. Okay, so settle down. But go it's look. It's definitely up the Fiat not a Panda. DeLorean. We know it's not a DeLorean. I, I I literally googled for this part of the show like shitty 1980s automobiles, and uh, there was a <laughs> list of like the worst cars from 1980, and I think that was like number eight or something. So, well, you brought up uh, um, last week's episode, your Toyota Tercel. So yes. Know. Oh God, what a classic. We used to drive that fucking thing down country roads and <laughs> fucking, there was a, there was a lake. We would just drive it around on the sand on the beach. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we would just drive it through the lake. We just drive, drive it through. it through the lake. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a fucking part submarine. Uh, Vito, it gets assigned to help ape with the community service. So he is now on ape and Phil's team for the rest of the episode. And, um, here something strange happens. So right at this moment, after they assign Vito, Phil pops up, um, oh, sorry, not Phil. Vito pops up on screen in like a clip art circa 2000 graphic with the, with a baseball helmet on. And there's a sound effect that plays like you just clicked on him in the interactive main menu of your publishing software. And he goes, <laughs> yo, yo, Adrian, what am I good or Apollo? You know, I don't know, but He's, I just thought that was funny because it's so out of place and weird. This whole little segment, like, it, I mean, they have to show him coming and parking in the spot. But yeah, this little interstitial. And again, we talk about the weird production quality of this episode. Like, all of their 
title cards and stuff like that remind me of like the early days of the jackass podcast like the thumbnails we would use on our uh on our on our videos that we go it's like a grainy ass photo like a weird background standard fonts that we just like stumble upon like wingdings and shit and then highlights and borders around each person like yeah by the way i looked it up it's a uh 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 don vito's driving a chevrolet corsica that's the car that he's driving okay yeah there you go it's a big piece of shit though. White and rusty and ugh, man. Yeah. Hey, like I said though, I you like, are what you drive, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> White rusty White piece rusty. of shit. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, adds up. <laughs> oh man. But um yeah, so after we get the uh the um you know interactive um portion of the episode, uh Bam gets the guys together because we need to do something for the public the environment for Phil, for mm-hmm. the kids and for the elderly. If we hit yeah. all five of those points, then we're good. And we win the competition. Um, we go and see what apes up to first though. So she's doing some community service, which I don't even know if you could call this a community service. I think it's stretching the truth a little bit, but she gives Phil a haircut and she says, uh, it, Phil's got a little bit of the STLB. Did you know what that was before they, they put the I didn't. On I didn't. It sounded sexual. It sounded like what you would call a weird shaped dick. Something like yeah. an STLB. Like curves to one side? Yeah, like, something like that. Humor. Like an acronym that I don't know. I don't want to know if it's been described uh, or ascribed to my penis. But what is so it? Short uh, short in the top, long in the back? Yeah. Yeah. You could have just said mullet, but. Uh, she could have said mullet. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I disagree. Haircut. I take exception, Jay, to you saying that this doesn't count as community service because Phil is a very cherished member of our community. So if you do him a service, you do the community a service. Yeah, but he's on the fucking team with Ape. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, wash one hand exempt. with the other. It's I like it. What? This is nepotism. <laughs> one hand washes the other. <laughs> and, and as two hands are on the same team. Listen, um, let me see how to make sense of this because I'm not okay. sure if I can. I'm going to have to get back to you on this one. Okay. I was going to say, while you're busy doing that, I'll just go and wash one hand with the other. (laughs) One hand washes the other. You never heard about that? (laughs) It's not what you said the first time. (laughs) Yeah. What did I say? Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. I can't. I I am becoming Chris. I really am embodying Chris. Yeah. He's haunting you from somewhere out there. Um, So it's ape one, bam, zero at this point. But hey, it's bam's term after all. Uh, he's going to go to give Phil his parking spot. That's the first thing he wants to get done. So there you go. Go help daddy out. Uh, we need to move Vito's car though. Cause he parked in Phil's spot. Of course, you're going to call Glom to come mm-hmm. and, you know, settle the score. And I think what happened here and, and Hey, you know, when they get the, the, you know, the truck out, the tow truck and everything, I think this is just first time jitters using the old winch and I get it. I get it. You see, Mikey, those cables, they're on sideways, so we're pulling the car here in a bit of a barrel roll fashion. Yeah. If he, look, look here's the thing. If 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 they're trying to move a car, not the most efficient way to do it. If you're trying to avoid lasers being shot at you in Star Fox, great way to do it. Yeah. You just got the context Agreed. mixed because you can't shoot a barrel rolling fighter no. in Star Fox. You just can't do it. So you can't. No. Deflect those fucking lasers out in space. Back to what I was saying. Oh, you're coming back with that now. Okay. Okay. I brought up Star Fox. Let me check my notes. Okay. I brought up Star Fox. There's one thing. I brought up washing your hands. That's the other thing. Okay. I've got another couple things on my checklist. I have five things that I have to get to. Star Fox and washing your hands were one of them. It's all part of the the bigger picture. 
I see what you're doing now. You're breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. See? Huh? Jay caught on. Just took a little while. That's all. <laughs> took, 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 took a little bit. Um, but, by the way, this is this is funny because once they set up the uh, the winch to, to, to tip Vito's car over, his reaction to his car getting ruined is exactly the same as it was in Fat Boy Face Off. He's not worried about the car. His thing is that he has stuff in his car and he's really worried about that. Because in the, right. in the same thing in Fat Boy Face Off, when they were about to crush the car, he's like, I got stuff in there. And Deco says, it'll still be in there. It'll just be harder to get to. Uh, now it's not going to be harder to get to because when the car tips over, like it's like a bomb went off in his car. There, did you notice how much trash fell out of his car? Yeah. When it rolled it over, it was gross. It was like bigger than the car should allow. More space in that car was taken up by trash than anything else. Which is why I don't understand why at the end of the episode, I won't spoil it yet, but what's he so upset about? You know, he drives around in a trash can, so he should be fine with it. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, it's a very good point. And I gotta, I gotta say stuff, hey? Like, is that what they're calling uh, underage? Uh, you know, no, it, I forget about it. It's fine. It, uh, it makes, it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder <laughs> what was actually in there. I said the same thing in the, in the uh, Fatboy Faceoff episode. Oh, by the way, Chris, if you're listening right now, you know, post-recording here, um, what Mikey just did about 60 seconds ago, if you want to roll it back, was broke the fourth wall. Mm. So just wanted to lay that out because I figured if I hadn't gotten it yet, Chris was probably still still working on it. He's still going to be confused when he comes back. And now right. you're breaking the fourth wall, but only for Chris. This is yeah, getting too meta else, for us. Everybody else skip over this part of the podcast. Please. Yeah, you're not this supposed to be intended. listening to this. Uh-uh. If you hear our voices and you're not Chris... Don't be listening to us. What are you doing? Stop it. Cut it out. Move right along. Now. Jesus Christ. Uh, why don't you just move the car? Why don't you just, just move the car? Why don't you move the car? Well, anyway, Phil's got his parking spot now. So Bam won, Ape won. It's a tie game, folks. And um, there's this part where they're standing in front of the overturned car. And Bam talks to the camera here. Like It's like him and the crew just looking at the camera and, and Vito like, just to the like left side of the screen, looking at Bam, and he goes, "Well, we got one thing down. Bill now has a parking space." And there's like this brief pause. Vito looks over at Bam, like Bam's this crazy guy talking to a non-existent TV cram- camera. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Is Bam think- the only one who sees the cameras, Mikey? I was Is gonna that what's say, going on here? Do you think Vito doesn't realize he's on a show? He just he hasn't. He's just like I don't know. I just live with a really crazy family. Like he can't see the uh, uh, the, the camera. That's that's a great uh, a great a great uh, yeah. thing worth considering because I I'm gonna yeah. keep an eye out for it. Maybe he's just completely unaware. Well, speaking of keeping an eye out for it, he's only got one of those that works. So that's true. Maybe that's why he can't yeah. see the camera. It's Maybe always it's always see. in his blind spot. <laughs> All right, apes task number two for the day. We're gonna go into Bam's closet, take Bam's T-shirts to the skate park to the kids who could really use them. And I gotta say, when they get to the skate park, Mikey, these kids be like. Who the fuck is Bam Margarine? <laughs> they don't look like they do. Yeah. The, the I I I love this part. This this may have been my favorite segment from the show. Uh I just found the idea really funny of Ape finally being like, "Okay, I'm going to play ball. I just cut Phil's hair. Now I'm going to uh fuck with with Bam as part of the process." And I, you know, I always wonder how much of this is scripted, but it it really did, especially when Bam finds out about it, felt like this was more real than fake. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're there with a bag or a box full of stuff, and some of the shirts are in packages, but not all of it. And it feels like they did actually give away some of Bam's real shit to these kids, <laughs> which is amazing. Because yeah. Bam can't be, you can't be mad at it, right? Otherwise, you're a dick. 
what are you going to do with a fucking element t-shirt bam get another one she fucking cleared out the closet too and and you say like you can't be mad but bam is clearly mad on camera so i mean it just kind of i don't know i got a bad feeling from that because i mean like you're right you kind of gotta yeah i could see being a little upset but i mean like dude you've got so much fucking money what are you what are you mad about really you know what it is for him it's that he doesn't like being pranked on camera like he he just you can tell he really takes it personally and and we've seen it before in viva la bam when someone kind of gets one up on him uh and he's just like he's miserable but he's he's stewing like remember the 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 episode where they go onto the island and ape and phil leave him there and you can see he's just like like a little kid. He's just like, I can't know. Like you can't on camera get the better of me because I'm Bam Margera. And that that kind of brings out the worst in him sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. But um the show must go on. It's Ape Two, Bam One at this point. And you know what? For the kids on Bam's side now, the first line we get out of Bam is fuck the kids, I gotta beat Ape. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Case in point, uh, let's make a half pipe and I'll skate it too, he says. So we're off to Ace Hardware for a concrete truck rental here, which they pull out in the parking lot. And of course, you know, they got to go in and get some tools. So they ask Ryan Dunn to stay behind and don't do anything stupid, (laughs) Ryan Dunn. All right. You got it. Wink, wink to the camera. He looks so uh, mischievous. He looks so the whole time. He looks so mischievous. This is like peak Ryan Dunn for me. Does putting his head in the cement chute count as anything stupid? Because he does that like almost immediately. Um, I feel I, like, you know. Jay, if you mm-hmm. if you put either of us in charge of a cement truck, how long until we're sticking our head in that exact same spot? Like, how long do you think you could just stand next to a cement truck working with the keys in it and not pour cement on the ground just to test it out? Like, I would be I'd give me 10 minutes and I'd have to do it. Yeah. If MTV's fronting the bill, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'll do anything. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But Dunn says, fuck it, guys. Let's just build a ramp right here in the parking lot. Well, he doesn't quite say that yet. I mean, he was playing with the (laughs) damn thing. The button's all touchy. It's not his fault. But I think he knew, you know what? This is the setup. And this is where I'm getting back to my point earlier about they're orchestrating this stuff and you can kind of see through it. It's like, why else would he have done this? They knew they're going to build that ramp there. That was the idea all along. The store owner is clearly in on it. He comes out. Oh my out, God. The mustache so guy clearly acting. The same so guy clearly. who does the intro uh, and he does the intro to this episode in the daytime. So when he comes out to talk to them at night, it's like, so, so wait, like, are you guys trying to pretend like, do you, do you think they actually expected us to believe that that was real? Or do you think they're just like, hey, we're kind of just blending the line, blurring the lines between truth and, and fiction in this? Yeah, I I think like as a viewer, you see through it pretty quickly. I think yeah. you have to, right? I don't know um, if I did as a kid, though. I don't know if I was cynical enough to see through it as a kid. And keep hmm. in mind, this is also like before reality TV became like what we know reality TV, TV to be as, which is like, the most scripted form of television that exists almost more so than like scripted television. And it yeah. turns out that was always the case with the exception of maybe survivor season one, which is I think one of the best seasons of television fucking of all time. Uh, but I, I wonder, I wonder if they just really thought they were pulling one over on us because we hadn't gotten wise to some of the, the pitfalls of, of scripting reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. You're right though, man. Like uh, as the, Fuck, I don't want to call it the genre because I feel like it doesn't even really deserve the moniker of be- having like genre. A, a genre, like a, yeah. 
but because it can be pretty trashy. But listen, okay, the genre of reality TV, and you're so right. Like over time, it ages, but when it started, holy shit, like it was way different. And I just I want to touch on that for a sec because you mentioned Survivor season one, and I remember yeah. when we were yeah. starting to see more shit like this. Do you remember around the same time a huge show was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Which oh, was yeah. Like this new concept of like I think it would come on around the same time as Survivor, and. I just remember watching that show and thinking like, wow, a million dollars, like a game show's never done anything like this before. And that was like, that was like cutting edge at the time, but it always seemed like they never wanted anyone to fucking win the million dollars. It was almost like they had a guy in the audience, like, you know, sniper scope and the red dot just in case he got (laughs) a little too close to the final question. (laughs) You always wonder like how much they put their finger on the scales a little bit, like how much they try to tip them in the favor of the audience or of it, like make it, make it exciting. Uh, I remember I was watching live the first time someone won a million dollars that what was his name, Richard or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, he fucking classes. called his dad and he's like, dude, hey, that dad, guy was a fucking win. boss. That dude, was a, he, he didn't use a lifeline the whole time. Then at the very end, he uses one to call his dad and tell him he's about to win a million dollars. That was fucking brilliant. Just waltz it in there and fucking takes a huge shit on the floor. Eat that Regis Philbin. hundred percent. But what color is the shit? I mean, that's what that's again. I need, I need to know these things, Jay. Well, Mikey, when you have a rook on the board, as we discussed earlier, a <laughs> uh, <laughs> little bit of green, a little bit, uh, listen, the mustache man is here. He's a little bit, he's acting upset. He says, I want to, I want to cleaned up by seven America, uh, seven AM. This is America. And we got uh, curly fries and, uh, Maxi That's pad what you think of when you think of America instant coffee here in America. <laughs> Your version oh. of America sucks. <laughs> curly fries, <laughs> tampons, and instant coffee. <laughs> Those are the three most iconic things. Not eagles. You're not going to say eagles. Well, yeah, I'm sure they're down the list somewhere, but I'm just going by matter of importance here, Mikey. Fair, fair. You can see. Um, So I don't know any eagle eagles that, you know, did did, did the eagle write the constitution? You know, that's what I want to know. No, but there are a lot of eagles in Philadelphia. We know that. Yeah. At least one football team's worth. I guarantee you everyone there writing the constitution was sitting around Fucking having some curly fries, drinking their instant coffee, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so they got to clean it up by 7 a.m. Uh, otherwise, they're fucked. So they just fucking keep pouring cement all night and turn it into a skate ramp. By 6 a.m., we've got a concrete skate ramp in the parking lot. Dunn shows us how it's done. He does say that, by the way. He says, I'm going to show you how it's done. So now I think even he's become privy to the joke here. It's his tagline now, man. You can't, can't take it away from him. You just can't take it away. He drops in, falls over. A little kid says, thanks, Bam Margera. And we're off to the races. Um, but hey, Mikey, I think we should we should roll back and check and see how things are going, um, you know, at the uh, Margera residence here. Fat Boy Phil, we got the parking space. Did you see that sign? It says Fat Boy Phil on it. I like it. I like it's 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 similar enough to Fat Boy Slim, but different enough. And which I think was Fat Boy Slim. That music video Praise You, I think, was directed by Spike Lee. So hmm. or sorry, Spike Jones. So I think there's almost okay. a little crossover there. Crossover Fat Boy there, Phil, yeah. Fat Boy Slim, Spike Jones is kind of the, the glue to hold them together. Right. Just, and I, say, I don't know what that means, but you know, there's a know weird either. connection you can make there if you if you wanted to for some stupid reason. I'm sure if you need glue for that, you just look under Don Vito's feet and uh you could probably Yeah. Like, uh, like a like a mucus of some sort. He's got webbed feet. Like, well, you see, they used to make glue out of the hooves of horses, and I just yes. thought because he's 
kind of a creature. Anyway, it's not important. It's not important. <laughs> uh, Ape pulls up to an overturned Vito mobile and just parks nonchalantly. I guess they're just kind of treating that as decoration now, like oil leaking all over the yard, leaching into the soil. No one gives a shit. Nah. Uh, Bam finds out now that his clothes are gone from his closet. We mentioned this briefly, so we don't need to go too deep into it, but he is mad, really, really fucking mad. So much so that when he goes into his room, um, if you're watching the uncensored version of this. I'm sure you get all the expletives, but on MTV, it was just beep, 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 baby. He's not happy. Um, but yeah, to retaliate, they bust out the paintball guns and they shoot down apes, um, PT cruiser there. It's uh before, before they leave or as they're leaving, uh, uh, ape asks Phil to protect her and he says, get behind something strong. And that feels like a joke <laughs> that he's making. But I think if you know Phil well enough, he's talking about himself. He's, he's telling Ape to, to get behind yeah. him because he is something strong. And and I would, in the event of an emergency, definitely associate myself as closely to him as possible. If you're going down in an airplane, use him as like a a like a, like a, a, a pillow of some sort, like a safety pillow of some sort. Maybe a raft. Who knows? I'm sure he flo- he looks like he floats. Am I wrong in that? No, Doesn't you're not feel- wrong at all. He looks like he floats. I think we've like had that floats. discussion before too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine the scene from Titanic, except they're not on a table. Rose right. is holding on to Jack and they're just on the back of Phil Margera the whole time. <laughs> Him with his fucking hamburger shirt on there. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so uh, I got to say, you're totally right though. When he makes that comment, get behind something strong. Oh, Phil. Yeah, you pose, you show pony, you. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, you do that. And pose while you still can, because we're going to turn you into glue after this episode. So, uh, <laughs> listen, Bam comes out on the ATV. Um, he's mad, shoots up the, shoots up the PT cruiser and then buggers off. And, uh, that pretty much ends there. We see the end of Bam's rage, but now we're going to go somewhere a little quieter, take things down the notch. Ape is in the retirement home, reading some books to the folks there. I gotta say, Ape, you're not a very good reader. I mean, I've read books <laughs> in my time, a little stilted on the delivery, you know? It, here's the thing too. Why is that a thing? Going to know. read books to old people. Do old people like me? Have we asked the old people? Do they want to have books read to them? Like if I'm 80 years old and someone comes right. to read me the new Danielle Steele novel or something, I'm burning the place down. I don't want you to read that shit to me. I hope at that point I'm playing video games still, actually. I hope I keep my coordination enough because that would make old folks homes like actually kind of decent. Oh, fuck. Yeah. But I think you got it all wrong, Mike, Mikey. I mean, if I was in an old folks home, fuck it. I'm, I'm not listening to Ape coming here with their stilted, you know, styrofoam delivery. I'm, I'm putting on Audible and I'm getting like a gravelly British guy to read me some, some shit. That's, you know? true. That's what I want. That's Does all true. The voices and shit. Come on. The Audible, listen, Audible, like audiobooks. I was, I went into that phase for a while. I love them. I'm back to like reading. I like that. Uh, but there was oh, a while God. where I'd listen to audiobooks in my car all the time. I fucking loved it. But Everybody it is, thinks it is, this is a fucking ad read right now. I love this. Yeah. Go <laughs> hey, look, we're sponsored now by Tushy and by Audible. Come at us. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I've just always found it so weird that people are like, I went to the old folks home and I read them a book. I'm like, I bet you, you just read your own book out loud and then wanted to feel good about yourself. So you did it in the vicinity of old people who just wanted to take a fucking nap. When you said your your own book, I thought she's like fucking brings a, her biography to the old folks' home, <laughs> just reading about herself. Oh god! All right. Well, anyway, Bam comes down to the old folks' home on his ATV to transplant some trees. 
but first he's got to, you know, we got to extract them from, from, uh, the Marjara residency, which he just basically like runs them over with his ATV. And I'm like, with all the shit nowadays about the environmental movement, you know, we're trying to like plant trees, not destroy them. It kind of came off as it probably like someone out there would probably be like, just like upset to the core at seeing this. It is probably you you do have that kind of thing where and I always man like I always wonder because Chris gets so fucking worked up about this stuff where like you see one news article or or I I guarantee you you saying that just you saying that you asking the question are people going to be upset watching Bam Margera uh, mow down a tree on an ATV Chris is all of a sudden in his mind 80% of the world would get upset by seeing this and I always wonder like are people actually getting this upset about these things or is there just a vocal minority that we know can exist out there because the internet consists of fucking every opinion you'd ever want to find. And we're just working ourselves up about it. Even though generally speaking, most people are pretty even keel. Like are, are, are we just worried about like the extreme people? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, do. I, I, I filmed that. Yeah, I, I, I the same thing. I saw him on the, on the ATV on the tree and I was like, Oh, I bet you someone's going to be pissed off about this. Who? Who who is actually going to be pissed off? Would we hear from? Probably not. And all of a sudden, like we're worrying about something that doesn't even exist. Chris, if you're listening, if you could write in and just tell us at this point in the podcast how you're feeling about this, we'd appreciate that. Um, we're breaking the fourth wall once again. But guys, if you're oh, fucking Jay, we got to set this straight. If what? you're hearing us talk well, about listening. this yeah, and you're again. not Chris, get the fuck out of here. Move yeah, on. No, it's just fucking Let rude. us talk to Chris. We can't do it during the recording. We know he's going to listen to this later. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. If you're getting a prostate exam and the doctor, you know, comes back with the bad news, you don't, you don't invite grandma and no. uncle Ben and, and, and your cousins in to come and listen to the diagnosis. That's uncle your Ben's business. busy sponsoring the Indy 500 with all yeah. those rice giveaways. He's a busy Jay, man. Jay, do, let's really do, busy. let's, let's play a game what? right now. Let's play a game right now. Okay. Let's. Let's give a message to Chris to see if he listens to this episode. Uh, if he did his homework. If yeah. he did his homework. Okay. Okay. We'll say this, Chris, you have to start off your fact of the day in the next episode by comment, by saying this, like, don't make a fact of the day. Just say, Hey, by the way, I heard what you guys said about me and we need to hear. Otherwise we know you don't listen to the show and that that's upsetting and that's insulting to us. Yeah, you should always listen to your own show every episode. That's I know I have to listen to it three or four times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, talk about last week, eh? Oh, there's oh my god, yeah, yeah. Peek behind the curtain. I know we lost Chris's uh, Chris's video about uh, halfway through the episode. Man, we had some some issues recording that one. That that uh, 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 Premiere Pro. I, I do my editing in Premiere Pro because we have the video as well. That timeline looked like a fucking murder scene. It was brutal. Oh my God. But Hey, <laughs> Hey Mikey, speaking of a murder scene, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what you thought I was going to say something about the old folks. No, I'm talking about the trees. Cause we I know I was, right I was wondering where you take uh, it. I, oh, either one would work for me. Okay. Well, <laughs> at least I know you're unbiased. Uh, so we bring the trees down to the old folks home on the top of the Hummer. Uh, we got the whole crew here and oh boy. Oh Mikey. Oh no. Don't bring the trees down to the old folks home. 
just this this just can only go badly i feel like um i'm starting to get i'm starting to get bad vibes seeing them pull up and you know these are some aggressive 20 something year old boys just full of piss and vinegar yeah. they are down there to read their biographies that's that's no, all i know they're down um, there to make noise wreak havoc and if there's one thing people in a retirement home hate it's havoc i feel like that is the number one thing that they hate most in this world if you're gonna wreak havoc do it outside of the grounds of the old folk home they don't want that shit get that out of here no and you see the reactions on some of these old folks the boys roll up they start planting trees um and then bam says um the old people in the trees have one thing in common i couldn't believe he said this they're both going in the ground soon uh Ape then disowns Bam and pretends that she doesn't know who this crazy man is. And I guess that's 3-3 on the scoreboard. Now we're tied up. Um, I love there's a little moment here before we, we you know, leave this scene of the old folks kind of like slowly walking up to the trees after everything is settled. The dust is settled. Bam is left. And they're kind of just poking at the trees with their walking canes. And then one falls over because it wasn't rooted properly. Yeah, and yeah. an old lady just puts her hands on her head. <laughs> and <laughs> she just looks mortified at this scene. It's, it's like yeah. I, I I this was my least favorite part of the episode and I'll tell you why I started to get skeptical of what was happening when Bam and his crew turned into the quote unquote retirement facility and you'll find out why I'm saying quote unquote first and the sign itself said uh, white wing and then had retirement community like pasted onto it in the bottom <laughs> different font not aligned and i'm like what is that about so the next scene comes out and you see the old folks walk out of their what seem what should be their retirement home and it's like the washroom on a golf course it's not big it's like probably 40 feet by 50 feet or something like that and that's where they're doing all the tree planting and i'm like this looks more like a golf course or a farmstead than a retirement home so i looked it up and jay would you believe it white wing retirement community doesn't exist it's not a real thing and i don't think it's something that went out of business because first of all if a retirement community goes out of business what do you do with all the retired people inside of it do you just have to like like walk away into the sunset and like find a new place to hunker down uh (laughs) secondly like no google history search nothing but there is in pennsylvania a white wing uh uh it's called white wing inn and bed and breakfast so there is like a kind of farmstead where i propose they staged this whole thing and i hate to ruin it for everyone but god damn it you don't cover your tracks mikey's gonna come after you in his conspiracy corner actually mikey i think you know i think that's a great diagnosis of the situation and you even did the research to back it up so there's a very high likelihood that you've got that right but i want to interject and say that did you ever consider that maybe the reason the bottom half retirement community was pasted on is because that was a replacement. You see the original letters there, they got scrambled around by some punk kids to read uh-huh. imminent come. Did you just make that? I don't know. You want to fact check it? See if it works. No, no. I mean, imminent I mean, is that, come. is that, is that like an anagram? No, I don't think so. Oh, oh wait. Why imminent come? Why, why that then? I thought you just made an imminent. anagram. I mean, oh, cause it's imminent. That's the natural cycle. I mean, that's just, you know, that's how it works, Mikey. Oh, Imminent come. you're talking about the circle of life and all that stuff. Yeah. 
Huh. Okay. It could be. Yeah. That could be it. In fact, they could have used some of that imminent come to to slap that bottom part of the label and and adhere it there. <laughs> Never mind Don Vito's glue legs. Uh, you could you could just use some of that imminent come and smack a uh, smack a new sign up there. Listen, that was really bad. So we're gonna move on because I <laughs> I tried I tried, folks. That's I can only give you my best. No, we love I your best, like Jay. Wasn't it? We love your best. But you know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, after a comment like that, I feel like a little bit of a, as they used to say, if believe it or not, back in the attitude era days, I feel like a little bit of a trash bag. Ho, let's go. And, uh, <laughs> I, I think you remember that, don't you? Oh, I man, do. Of course. The the attitude you could get away with back in those days. Uh, let's go down and pick up some trash. Shall we? Bam's crew shows up to help ape Phil and Vito who are down there. Um, you know, picking up some trash, but I got to point out that at this point, I really feel like I'm just enjoying a community service instructional training video. You know, they've got the reflective vests <laughs> on, <laughs> uh, but anyway, they come in and, uh, they put all the bags. Here's what I found strange. You know, when they, when they picked up the trees earlier, they put them on top of the hum- Hummer. This time they put the trash bags inside the Hummer. the Hummer. Yeah. Why? That Why was weird. That? It looked stinky. It looked it stinky very stinky. And it's and to be clear, if people haven't seen the episode, this is this is Bam hijacking the community service. Ape, Phil, and Vito go down there. And by the way, Vito could reflect the entire luminosity of the sun when he wears a reflective vest. That's 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 the first thing that I want to get out of the way. The, the second thing is just that big. The second thing is they go there and they do all the work. They pick up all the trash and then Bam and his friends come and say, we'll drop this off at the at the uh uh the dump or something like that. And then they count that as as one of their uh community service elements too. So, and you mentioned Jay in the last, the last one after the retirement facility, you said it was knotted up three, three, not true. They counted oh? Bam Margera's, uh, uh, tree planting as two things. Oh, fuck. Environment because he's moving trees and helping elderly <laughs> okay. people because he's planting trees at their place. And again, right. I don't want to be the stickler, but like, fuck off. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. Okay. Ape did this. You were Ape okay with this. the haircut though. I was, yeah, yeah. You no. know what? I was because I think Phil is a is a valuable member of the community. I'm okay with that. I, think I thought you just that wanted this, Ape to win. I think I did just want I Ape to win. You wanted that Laura Ashley fucking diarrhea dump. I think that's what you I wanted. wanted. The diarrhea dump, Laura Ashley. By the way, uh, Vito reminded me of two people in this scene very closely. One is Rab himself, and the other is. <laughs> Chris, who isn't isn't listening oh? right now, because Vito's just like sitting on the side of the road. He's just like sitting there as Ape and Phil are picking up trash, and they're Was like, his "Vito, you're not working us? too." Or uh... yeah, his, it's because his computer's not working. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah. you know I love Be- you. Peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Um. Uh, they say. Uh, they say to Vito, they're like, "You're gonna help us," and he says, "No, I'm tired." As though that's like a legit excuse. No, I'm not gonna help you. I'm fucking tired. Uh. And he says. In a weird moment of foreshadowing, did you pick up on this foreshadowing, Jay? I don't know. What happened? He says they've got prisoners that'll come do this stuff. Maybe Smash one day. cut to five, ten years later, and Vito is probably picking up trash at the side of the road. A man can dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this, yeah, they drive the trash back, and we don't really find out yet what is he doing with all those trash bags, right? We don't know. We just know that he took them and, and stowed them away for the time being. Um, 
but yeah, they come home. I guess at this point we're done. It feels kind of abrupt. Like I didn't realize we were done already. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They come to celebrate the community service well done. They pop the bubbly and everybody's celebrating. Ape is kind of like, she knows she's lost at this point. Bam's really rubbing it in. I mean, they hit them all though. Kids, environment, elderly, public, Phil. I guess they got it. Uh, Ape and Phil, they only actually had four categories. Um, but yeah, there, there you go. So I guess she's going to be eating the bowl of cereal after all. What did you expect out of this? Like before the reveal, what did you think this was going to be? I, I didn't remember this. I know I've seen this episode, but I didn't remember what it actually was. I was very curious. The one reason I was happy Bam won is because I did want to see what this quote unquote bowl of cereal was going to be all, all about. And it, it gave us a pretty good scene. So I'm, I'm happy with it. Basically, instead of uh, just one bowl of Fruit Loops or something, they make a giant swimming pool, like one of those kiddie pools uh, full of milk and cereal. They go in and see it and Ape's like, well, I can't eat the whole thing. Meanwhile, Deco pops out from in like from underneath it, uh, which was a, a great little touch. And they called him Raisin Bran, which is cool. Like Brandon DiCamillo. So oh, I get nice. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah Raisin Bran. Yeah, uh, like shout that. out to uh, General Mills. Mm-hmm. Shout out to General Mills, our third sponsor of today's podcast. <laughs> hey, Mike, did you find that you have trouble going to the bathroom at the end of the day? <laughs> Uh, I, well, yeah, no, I, 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 I do, but I find that wiping after I go to the bathroom isn't an issue because I have tushy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, two and two go together. You can listen to an audio book while you're doing the job. I mean, come on. Two and Perfect two world. Two and two. Speaking of tushy. Yeah. goes together. Well, yeah, we don't even, we don't even need retirement homes when I'm old. Just lock me in a bathroom with a tushy, a fucking smartphone and some, give me my raisin deck, bran, my steam know? deck, a tushy and some raisin bran. A hundred percent. I'm, I'm into it. That's in light. fact, you know what? Never mind that. I will sit. I will just live in a bowl of cereal like this. Yes. I get my my nutrients. I get my cereal. I'll probably have to leave to go to the bathroom. I've got to figure that one out. <laughs> that might be tough. That might be tough. Okay. Hey, how how hot do you figure that milk was? Oh, like with all the body heat. I mean, like four dudes plus Phil jump in there. So wait, why four dudes plus Phil? Why doesn't Phil count as a dude? Uh I don't know. I think my train of thought because, was four dudes. And then I just thought like, he's kind of like, <laughs> I, I don't have a good explanation. To for be this. fair, you know, I, think me is, if you want. I think he probably is several times hotter than the average guy. I think his body heat probably radiates a little bit more. I think if he, if Phil is alone sitting in a pool of water, that thing becomes a hot tub within 10, 15 minutes. Oh, come on. Yeah, the bubbles, bubbles start coming up around him. They're like, yo, can we turn the heater off or the jets off? They're like, they're not, they're not on. That's just, it's a natural hot spring with this guy. So we're, we're getting to the end here, but I do got to mention, and maybe you've noticed this Mikey over the course of April appearances, uh, way back yonder. We've seen many. Um, why is her default interpretation of just about any situation just like automatic response. I'm upset about this. She sees the giant bowl of cereal when she walks in there and she's mad. She's like not happy that this is here. If I saw a giant kiddie pool full of fruit loops, I would think that sign me up. It's pretty fucking awesome. Sign me right up. Yeah. But well, you know what it is? I think it's, I think it's the instinctive it, motherly thing of Maybe like, that's what it is. I'm going to have to clean this up. That's what she sees when she looks at everything. Yeah. She's like, you guys aren't going to clean yeah. this shit. MTV doesn't clean this shit. 
Someone has to get all this milk and cereal out of the house and that's going to fall on me. It's like when, when, uh, uh, when, when someone in the family's like, we should get a puppy. And the mom's like, absolutely fucking not. And the whole family's like, mom sucks. She doesn't want a puppy. It's like, that's because mom's going to have to take care of that puppy. That's why she's upset about it. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. And she's upset. But I think she, like most things that we see her in, once she realizes that, oh, you know what? The waters are safe for lack of a better metaphor. <laughs> she, she lightens up and has fun. Like they even push her in and she's not mad. She's laughing and smiling. Yeah. So it's like, you know, she's one of the, she's, she's one of the crew. She's, she's there to just have fun, but it's just funny that every time something she's confronted with something, just boom, it's on anger immediately. Her um, instinct is to be upset. I think that's, that's also, just, she knows the, the value she brings to the mathematical equation that is Viva La Bam. She oh, yeah, has it, it to helps. play that role, right? It yeah, helps, yeah. though. You're totally right. Like it, it. I think you would want her to react that way. That's what the that's what the people want to see. So you know what? It, it um, makes the times when she does get in on the joke that much better. You know, because oh, totally. if, if she were always just like, you know, her dynamic between her and Phil, how Phil's the one who's just like, yeah, your mother's upset, but let me take a swing at one of these light bulbs real quick. Like that, like his energy is really nice there. It makes it feel like she's on an island sometimes. Yeah. So when finally she is like, all right, guess, I guess I, I'm not going to be the only one holding this household together. Fucking I'll jump into that, that, that kiddie pool full of cereal. That always exactly. makes everyone feel like, great. Okay, good. She's having some fun. Yeah, yeah, she's lightened up. It feels like a victory. Um, but you know what's strange? Before we fade to black and say goodbye to this happy family swimming in their Fruit Loops, she asks, "Where's Don Vito? Like, why, Ape? Like, do you want him to join in? Is that like, I don't? <laughs> yeah. Why are we asking for this? No, it's because when you're in a pool, you need to know where Don Vito is at all times. Because if he gets too close, it means he's probably going to come in with you, and that's your cue to fucking leave. So she's just trying to keep tabs on where he is, so she can make <laughs> oh, a quick exit. You're sitting on his face right now, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So later, though, speaking of Vito, we get kind of a end of the show segment here. Don Vito's just having some quiet time at home. He's watching TV. Uh, I don't know what the fuck he's watching. They put some weird like stock music behind whatever was on the TV. Yeah. And it like, I almost thought for a second, like, is he watching like 70s porno or something? Like, what the fuck is, what Probably. is this? But, Probably. Uh, Trash starts raining down from the skylight. This is where Bam was, you know, saving the trash for. So we're getting trash bag after trash bag thrown at Vito. He's yelling up at the skylights. I like how he, he just kind of stands in place though and just lets the bags hit him. Um, yeah, but he's now basically just trapped inside his one story bungalow until someone comes in and removes this, this trash from the looks of it. I liked this part. Uh, I thought it was a very funny prank. Uh, you know, Vito being pranked in his place of residence, which I think is just like a bunkie that was built outside of Castle Bam or, or maybe closer to their old house. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if he moved into Castle Bam with them, but we've seen this bunkie before. It's the one that they tunneled into in one of the Jackass movies, right. I believe. Um, uh, so it's, it's nice to see that, that he's always kind of being fucked with there a little bit. But again, he's sitting there as they're raining trash on him. And his thing is... Guys, all my stuff is in here. My stuff, my stuff, my, what is his stuff that's so important? He doesn't strike me as a guy that has a lot of valuables. And yet if you threaten his car or you threaten his condo or his bungalow, all he's worried about is his quote unquote stuff. I don't know. It sketches me out. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a, an old magazine back in the day, like a, a man's magazine called stuff? There was. Oh, maybe, maybe that's, that's what, what it is. He means. he means all of my stuff magazines yeah. <laughs> are in my car. I need to get to them. You know, he's been the subscriber for 10 years and 
Uh, 10 years of running strong. I got to ask you though, Mikey, did you notice like the camera angle in Vito's house here? It's like, they've got yeah. one planted in every corner of the room. And I'm just wondering like, is that shit always there? I like, wonder, man. I like, you know what? I'm a house. I'm a skeptic know? when it comes to them, you know, coming in and setting up an angle before and queuing up Vito. Like, Hey, just sit here. We got a prank coming or whatever. But I also kind of bet you that bam was like i'll pay for your place here's your bungalow here it is here's your car but you have to allow cameras in here at all times and he's like either yes or no and he and obviously he agreed to it otherwise they're going in there and setting it up and that's queuing up veto that there's a prank but i'm actually willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that that wasn't what happened here and that he actually just has cameras set up that are ready to roll at any point right right yeah Do you think am i crazy for thinking that i don't know I don't know either for sure, but like, it makes sense that he might just have them set up ready to roll because like, well, yeah, they're making the TV show, right? So you yeah, know, like, yeah. you want the easy access, but yeah, I, I just thought it was weird because it's like the only time we really get a shot like that, you know, in the whole show and it, it just yeah. kind of stood out as strange, but I don't know, maybe, maybe on your off hours, you want to, you know, get behind the security desk and just, Hey, see what Vito's up to, you know, <laughs> fun. or, or, yeah. or avoid that. Like you avoid him in a fucking yeah. swimming pool. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> that does take us to the end of season two, episode number six. We are flying right through Viva La Bam. I believe if I'm correct, we have two more to go. Is that we right? have two more episodes left. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Right. Episode seven and eight. Uh, Jade, you want to do our, uh, MVPs, LVPs for this episode? I do. And I almost always fucking, you think after like <laughs> 80 something episodes, I'd get the fucking point, but, uh, yeah, let, let's do that. Okay. I'm, I'll start off to give you some time. Um, my MVP is. Look, Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar for like, I think it's something around eight minutes of screen time for Silence of the Lambs. He won a best actor. And I think that's the the lowest amount of time. My MVP this year or this this episode didn't have a lot of screen time. But when he was on screen, I fucking loved it. And it's Ryan Dunn basically oh, for yeah, the cement right truck on. scene. He just yes. looked so mischievous. And we know that was a setup, but he really sold it like it wasn't when they when they built the the half pipe there i was like oh, okay that whole thing was a setup but until that i actually kind of believe that he fucked up because he sort of sold it and and for that i'm giving him the mvp right on yeah no i'm glad you picked ryan dunn really really glad um and especially when you said it was because of that one scene because you're so you're so right like man he's just like he's he's acting like a total doofus in that part yeah. and i just love that when he pours the concrete like they come out like, why did you do that? And he's, he says something about, <laughs> I can't even remember. He says something about the button being all sticky or something like that. And yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's no, great. Like it's the like, button's really touchy or something. Really touchy, he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. just blame it on literally anything else. Like, yeah. you know, oh, it's just great. Um, yeah. I mean, for the MVP for me on this one, I think I'm going to go with Phil um, because Phil was just like, he was like the hype man this whole episode. He was game for anything. He did the baseball out of the gate. He dove into the the pool without being asked. He, you know, anytime he was on screen, he was just trying to stay out of trouble and not get anyone upset. And he was just like, there's just something about his presence where it's, he's just got this little grin, you know, just being mischievous old Phil there. And I just love that he was, he was, he was a hundred percent game for this episode and he was really there for the benefit of everyone else. So I'm giving, I feel, I feel like your MVP and my MVP are actually like quite similar in that way. Like, like, you know, he didn't have a ton of screen time, but when he was there, uh, it, it felt like he was, he was really getting the most out of being in the background a little bit. Uh, so I like that. I like that one. 
I'm, I'm, uh, for my LVP, I'm going to go with, uh, the owner of that hardware store, uh, who came in and just really like, it's not his fault. He's the owner of a hardware store. He probably agreed to let them build a half pipe. So they gave him, you know, five minutes of skirt, like 30 seconds of screen time, but it was just very poorly done. So the, the spirit of this guy, but I guess I'm also kind of blaming MTV and the crew for allowing him to try to carry the weight of this scene where he's an upset store owner. Right. I didn't love his presence on the show. Uh, so the LVP is his appearance, not quite him, because, you know, he didn't do anything to deserve my wrath. Yeah, you, you can't put, you know, more weight on that guy's shoulders. He's already weighed down enough by the mustache going into the sideburns. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot, you know. Plus, he's just kind of a shitty actor. Sorry, buddy. Yes. Hey, yeah. if you're out there listening, Mr. Mustache Man, um, hey, n- no hard feelings. No hard feelings. It's just, no hard uh, feelings. You know. You know. We we don't we still don't know what what uh, what that guy's name is. I actually looked it up in the um, in the in the credits, and I couldn't find it. Not even not even credited, eh? Not even credited. No, no. Right. Well, Mikey, for my LVP. I think it's clear that the LVP, the real LVP here is the STLB community. And I say that (laughs) because, I mean, hey, listen, a lot of things have come back, even from, you know, as far back in the 80s and 90s, we're starting to see the resurgence of baggier pants again. Chris talked about this. He loves that. He loves that shit. We're starting to see like, you know, jean jackets and like those, those mom jeans came back. A lot of things from back in the day. But uh, I don't think the mullet is ever going to find a place. I just feel like it won't. And uh, I think that's the LVP for, for today. I think that's totally fair. I, the, I I disagree, though. The mullet is absolutely coming back. Much to my dismay, I think it's ugly as fuck. But the mullet is now a thing. Like, if you see, like, kids nowadays wear mullets. As And I, I don't know yeah, if okay. it was always but ironically, ironic. right? right? But that's the thing. Like, no, it is until it isn't. It is yeah. until the the cool thing is to wear something ironically, and then we now believe it looks cool. Like, remember when Justin Bieber came out wearing those, like, the rapist glasses? You know those, like, rapist glasses? They like the gold frame, like no, the like, Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer? I'm afraid I don't know the, don't know the type uh, that you're referring you to. Uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. The Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, don't act like you don't have a stash of those things in your in your desk drawer just yeah, in case you need them. Next to my stuff magazines, yeah, you bet. Yeah, yeah, in, your, in, your, in the glove compartment of your white van with no windows <laughs> in it. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, uh, like, when he wore those, everyone was like, this is so stupid. But then everyone wore them ironically, and then they became cool. So it's like... It's back, whether it's ironic or not. It's there's no difference. Irony is dead. It, you know, people just do things for whatever reason they want. We started a jackass podcast. A lot of people probably thought we were being ironic when we started it, but we fucking love this shit. Still going, motherfuckers. Still going. No plans on stopping. Hey, no plans on stopping. And uh, hey, if you want to reach out to us as usual at Jackass Pod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and more. Plus, we've got an email address, Mikey, don't we? We do, absolutely. It's jackasspod at gmail.com. Baby, yeah. And, and we said it at the top of the show. You know what? Hey, we appreciate the, the fun going around, but if you feel like leaving us a review, um, you know, if you're going to, you know, take time to comment, that helps us a ton. And I'm saying it again because, you know, fuck, like you never know if you if you review the show or you tell a friend, like that's even better. I oh, mean, man. like, uh, fuck, like. Your grandma, who's like 80 years old, living her whole fucking life, didn't even know what she's been missing. Show her the fucking podcast. 80 she might year say, olds will what love fuck? it. What did I do with my life? You know, <laughs> what was All I doing? All of a sudden, your, your grandma's into jackass. What more can you, you, you don't have anything to talk to your grandparents about. 
show them this podcast. Maybe they end up show them the family feud episode, you know, get their yeah. feet wet, get, get her, introduced to these guys. <laughs> show her Spike Jones and the old lady uh, cosplay. Yeah. Right? Like I swear on this show, we see more old lady titty than we do young lady titty. Um, so if oh, that's not a demographic, yeah. yeah, you yeah. know, uh, please, yeah, just tell a friend, rate and review, get us up the charts. Um, and we appreciate everything that, uh, everybody has done for us thus far too. Cause I mean, like without listeners, without the show growing and more people like catching onto it, we know that it's working so we can track the numbers and we have seen some growth over time. And I just love checking in every now and then at those stats and, and seeing that they have gone up. Like seriously, guys, we, we don't say that enough, but that makes all the difference for us doing this. Cause it, you know, any podcast you do, if you're a podcaster, you know, there's, you're going to hit low points. Um, yeah. it's that kind of shit that like makes us want to keep doing it. So, uh, we appreciate it's you. It's, it's, it's nice and, knowing uh, that you guys are out there listening it means a lot to us, but, uh, yeah, yeah, rattle those cages a little bit, leave some reviews that like for people who just create for the sake of creating it's, you know, we're going to do this regardless, but man, it feels really good to know people are out there listening and caring. So, uh, if you can, it would mean a ton to us. And uh, if anybody sees Chris, uh, please <laughs> tell him we miss him and uh, come back soon. Come back soon, Chris. We'll see you. Uh, we'll, we'll see you hopefully next week. All right. Uh, Chris, at this point in the show, everybody else fuck, fuck off again for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just, just take, a, take a break, everyone. Here's covered. If you're listening at this point in the show, if you want to write in and you can, you, we'll, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. Um, if you want to begin the sign off here. Oh, yeah, Chris, if you want to do that. That'd be fantastic. I mean, we'll wait though. Like we, no we'll, rush. We'll wait oh, another week if we have to. Maybe you better cue us off. Maybe that'll be his, cause he usually leaves things to the last minute. So maybe when he hears you signing off, he'll do, he'll do his, uh, he'll, 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 he'll stop saving things to the last minute and actually get it out of the way. Oh, nope. Nope. I'll, I'll wait. It's okay. Oh, okay. All right. I'll wait. Boop, boop, boop. Mikey, please. Sorry? Break my concentration. Just Oh, what are you concentrating on? Nothing. Just enjoying the silence. Is that a problem? Mm. What are you, Podcast. Depeche Mode? Yeah, maybe I am. Fuck you. Maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys. I just came up with the... Like, I could just do this all day. Like, I, I pretty much just won. Like, I checkmated Mikey. If you want to go back to the, the, the shitty chessboard analogy. Uh, <laughs> because at this point, I mean, we could just wait forever. We really could. Uh, well, I mean, I've, we I've could, been but our listeners won't. And that's what you got to be worried about. No, no, come on. We're not worried about that at all. Oh, right. Because they are, they already took a break to go leave us reviews. Yeah, they don't even know this is happening right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're just going to come back and be like, the show's still on? Yeah, that's the idea. <sighs> I will see you next week for another episode of Evil of Am. Season uh, two, episode seven. It's going to be fun. But until then, bye. I'm Jason Wilwood. Bye, I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye, I'm Mikey Aaronworth, and this has been Jackass. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it! <laughs>